You're ready to junk your terrarium and start raising sea monkeys. Hold the bus. You've got the bragging rights to the best mix of freeform music and public affairs. Right here on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor, 88.3, Radio Free. No lying. I can speak 12 languages and turn into plastic, man. Well, I could talk to animals and turn into Stretch Armstrong and The Flash. I've seen Star Wars and Planet of the Apes 8 trillion times. Yeah, well, I've seen Tatum O'Neill naked. Yeah, well, I could eat 900 boxes of Count Chocula, and my uncle used to host Whopper Room, and he knows Count Chocula, Godzilla, and Bruce Lee personally. I've got an iron neck. Hey, I thought I told you to keep it down in there. If I hear one more word, you're getting head cheese for dinner, and I mean it. I can juggle machetes. Man, I ate the brown acid at Woodstock. You liar. What's up with all the clothes in the parking lot? Seriously. Sorry, must have dropped them. Dan, you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio. Yeah, we do the show semi-live and semi-nude, not the parking lot. See, I just like to think of Wednesday as naked day. Me too. I have a hard time putting clothes on at all. Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. We are here. We are what here. We are what here. was the strange animal noise at the beginning? Oh, it's someone catcalling. <laughs> they were catcalls because like, oh, Dan okay. is naked, so I somebody thought, was whistling at him. I Woo-hoo! thought the Detroit Zoo was like oh. sponsoring the show or something. I was, <laughs> yes, I was really expanding sure was out to Ann Arbor. Right, right. Yeah, I'm so I know the zoo. You are hearing a fourth voice. Greg Varnum is back. Yes, and back to just, just joining us just in time. Yes, Woo-hoo. this is closets are for clothes for Wednesday, May twenty third. Four. Four. Uh, f- 24th. 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 Yeah. May 24th, May 24th, 2006. Yeah. I knew it was May something. That's right. Exactly. Close enough. Exactly. Yeah, and you're here with all the cool kids. Exactly. And we we, we want to say thanks to Sam for uh, helping to fill in for us for engineering. Yeah. So yes, we have, very yeah. helpful. Thank you. Yes, and I think at this time, Welcome Alex... Welcome to the cult. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We have the uh, iron thing to burn <laughs> yeah. in your side. There's the branding uh, and tattoo. hazing yeah, later. The branding. That was <laughs> right. what I was Branding, hazing. Oh. Like you swallow live or er, raw Boldness. liver. Oh, what yeah. gay hazing be? I guess like you have to... 
drink a lot of hazel coffee, we would get that. Right, and confused, you have no, you have you to, have to put Cosmo. outfits together. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> while <laughs> drinking a Cosmo, <laughs> while drinking a Cosmo, and wearing a feather boa, and then you get your toaster, and then you <laughs> right. watch Wizard of Oz over and over and over. <laughs> you have to do a dramatic interpretation, <laughs> and, and the then wiz- try to hit the high note and somewhere over the rainbow. And at the end afterwards. of Wizard of Oz, you have to write a five-page analysis of how there's not somebody being hung in that one scene. Oh, where that was right, so and you also totally. you have to do that, but right. then you, you also have to take your shirt off and wave, wave it, around. it around your head. Yeah, that's just well. Uh, I just always thought that was for fun. I, <laughs> I thought that was what they did. They were after, so excited the hazing was over. After the hanging part, you have to then write a, a couple of pages on the merits of the song, the sissy song that I just totally forgot the name of. Um, the you know that that the lion sing. Oh yes, yes, yes. Uh, I, that uh, a coward. Uh, I'm a coward. Um, Yes, yeah, so the one the lion sings. About yeah. being a sissy. They just yes. have the, the face of sissy french fry, the character from that short, popping into my head every time somebody <laughs> says sissy, because I just watched it again the other day. Something about... Oh, my God. It was a logo. Listen, I'm, well, first off, Whatever, I'm, I'm looking at films for the youth shorts for um, Real Pride. Oh. Because even though it's in October... For it's us, never that's too like, early. Oh, yeah. That's just around the corner. Yes. Yes. Uh, and of course, with Pride being three weeks away, my mind is totally on the next event. That's what I care about this event coming up in three weeks. So, but, where have you been the last five months? Uh, well, let's see. I Well, I wasn't able to be here on Wednesdays because I was taking a class because I'm, I'm working on my master's program now. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> and then the last few weeks, and and I don't know what this is going to be for my schedule, but I went full time at Triangle. And if I only had the nerve, sorry. That was the nerve. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for looking it up. She's going to check us. If I only had the nerve, I'd hit you right now. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> going. So then, with uh, with going full time, my schedule and full time for a nonprofit for anybody who doesn't know, it's about seventy hours. Right, a week. exactly, yeah, seventy yeah. hours. So. And, and then you work a triangle. Right, so and, right which is pretty much means I'm working 90 hours a week. So anyone who makes a donation to the organization know that the six and a half of us that work in that office are putting, putting it to good use. about 15 people's <laughs> worth of hours. So <laughs> put in no worries that your dollar goes a long way. Oh, yeah. But it's just every evening. I literally am excited when I get home and my cat, like, cheers. Like, I, she, I've noticed she meows louder <laughs> when I get home by 9 o'clock. And my boyfriend gets really excited on weekends when we have because he comes down for weekends and I can probably count on one hand the number of weekends and we've been dating for six months and six months I can count on one hand the number of weekends when we haven't had to go to a fundraiser or an event somewhere oh my goodness so so my schedule is like chaos now. Yes. Well, thank you for gracing us with your presence. Oh, yeah. Mr. Jet I was very excited to uh, I was even telling people in the office I was very excited to be back on the show. Right on. We're glad to have you back. And we have been graced with another co-host that has joined us tonight. Our youngest co-host ever. And I'd like to say the cutest co-host. Sorry. That's saying a lot. Yeah. Thank you. I'm not sure that's saying much. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. But baby Charlotte is here. Woohoo. She's a silent co-host for now. Right. Well, she's not a silent. You can kind of hear her. Um, yeah. If you, you know, listen closely, she's eating right now. Yes. So she's gulping. 
<laughs> the gay men are averting their eyes. <laughs> 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 oh, as far as I'm concerned, all baby feeding cabins with a bottle. Anything beyond that? <laughs> 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 I don't want to know. There's no one in the corner of the room right now. <laughs> There's no one in the corner of the room with their boob hanging out right now. And at right? some point, I need to be notified of when that's done so I can feel comfortable looking back around. You need the like room. a breastfeeding alert. <laughs> what are the rules <laughs> around that? <laughs> I don't know. Well, well in, in Arbor, it's okay. <laughs> you shouldn't stare at Danielle's boob right now, which I'm going to guess you don't want to do. I don't want to do anyway. I mean, I don't mean that in a mean Generally, way. But you don't have to avert your eyes. Like, yeah, don't you don't have to not look. Her. You don't have to ignore. I'm not to be even looking at Meredith without thinking that there's like a part of my eye. That's, like, <laughs> oh. So I'm just focusing on Tantristy and the Macintosh. Oh. That's well, it. <laughs> well, let me say, though. You well, would, I can show you, my boob too if you want. You would normally, you wouldn't normally look at someone's breast when you're talking to them, would you? So you could look over there and not no, but, look. But normally speaking, the breast isn't out there on display for me. It's not really now either. Go ahead and look. No, you can't. <laughs> I'm serious. You, you really can't. can't. You see can't anything. see anything. No, all because you later on, all this is going to result in is that I would have to watch like three hours of gay porn. <laughs> so, is that such a bad thing? Which, which it's not, but I, but I had other plans for the evening. <laughs> I don't want to stay up think, too late. I, I think that gay porn trumps everything, so you might as well just look and don't right. gay porn. <laughs> I'm, I swear I'm, I'm going to have to work up to this. Okay. okay. This All right. We'll take babies. So this is in the room. Oh, yeah, this is baby steps. This is baby steps. I'm telling you, there's no boob visible right now. There isn't. Right. No this naked is... boob. But that's a good point, though, Greg, because you, you, you just look straight in their eyes. I mean, because when there's activity happening, even like when someone like scratches their shoulder or something, I naturally look at the shoulder. I right, mean, right, right, right. I mean, there's activity right. happening. So when... Um, you know, so I see, yeah, I understand Greg's point of when someone's breastfeeding, there's kind of an activity happening, and you're like, oh, look at the what kid. You, oh. It's like yeah, the yeah. It's like the ADD kicking in. I mean, I think that you uh, can look at the child breastfeeding, but I don't think you need to focus on the Most of the breast. time, and mostly you can't see you, All you breast. can see is, like, the top of the breast, if you can see anything at all. Right. So it's not like you're seeing anything more than what you would see if Danielle was wearing a tank top. And I think what I learned recently, too, is that the nipple has to be completely in the mouth right. for it to be working properly. So I you're feel like see the nipple, nipple is the defining thing about... Between nudity We're already and right. like having to watch two hours <laughs> just to get through. But Greg, everybody has nipples. Oh, you have often, nipples too. Dan has nipples. There's not a requirement I was for someone say, to I put their whole mouth thought, over my help. nipple for something to work correctly. Oh, Things, well, really? Really? <laughs> no, no, no. But generally speaking, just on like the edge of it is much better than the entire. So now I have to go watch porn. <laughs> <Thanks a lot. laughs> well, and there's also I'm going to take it one step further. So I learned actually um, at a dinner party recently. <laughs> Why do you learn things like this at a dinner party? I do. Party? Well, you know so what? I won't even go. In, I won't even tell you where I learned it, Meredith. But um, <laughs> I learned that actually when when. A child is breastfeeding. It doesn't come out of one little oh. spot. It actually is like a shower head, <laughs> and it just comes out of multiple areas. Uh-huh. Kind of thing. I so. think that Greg might actually now need porn and some therapy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. What I'm trying to visualize in my head is is the male nipple that way too. Like I'm trying to think. I've, I've never. Probably. Well, you don't need to have anything come out of yours. Right. So that's why I'm wondering: is there like there are, aren't like are, are little still spouts on? Oh. <laughs> I th- I think that the rudimentary 
structure is there in the male nipple. It's just very, it's It's, it's lacking the gland on the other end. Right. It's just very immature. This is when having a transgender person within close proximity would be incredibly helpful because I'm wondering if, like, when you're taking the hormones... Is that one of the changes? This is what I... Hormones can give, but they cannot take away. <laughs> right. And I think... Right. So... But, no, but I'm wondering if like a male to female, you know, technically, some of the basics... I will, will be, probably give tissue. Right. Okay. But I don't think that it, it won't create a gland. Won't that's create true, because that's the gland. Because that's the that's gland has to be there. Physiological basic that, you know... If anyone has the answer to this question... Please if call there's us. like yeah. someone who knows... Definitely. The male, maybe males have the gland and we just... It's not... Active. No, it's because well, but women who have not given birth, if they, and it would take a lot, if they breastfed or pumped a lot, they could produce a small amount of milk. But I don't think that's true that's of men. Just yeah. hanging out there. There's waiting. also but a I certainly pill. Try. I know. Dan's constantly. He's I constantly. Can tell you that in fact, he currently has the breast pump right, on him. <laughs> the many many hours I have spent sucking on right. men's breasts, <laughs> nipples specifically. Right. You'd have to spend like two or three weeks doing it. Right. Straight. Well, constantly. Like nonstop. Like, like nonstop. On a good weekend. And I'm contributing my part. Yes. By golly. Uh huh. Nothing is ha- oh, nothing is, has has come out yet. Ah, you don't. Men don't have milk ducks, says my partner, the nurse. I'm gonna okay. go with with her on this one. I, you I, have I all the parts, point. but not I, the I ducks. I claim ignorance, and well, I, I, I. But I mean, even in um, what was the movie where they talked about this? Um, uh oh. Who knows? You meet the, you have like it the most wasn't. Oh, meet, meet the parents. Meet the parents. You yeah. can milk anything that has nipples. Exactly. And I Robert De Niro says, "I have nipples. Can you milk me?" I don't think that that's no. possible. I think that Danielle's right. That men. Don't I'm afraid have milk that there's ducks. like some child out there listening to this right now who's going to go and attack their dog and try to like <laughs> milk the dog now. So we're gonna have to change topics I before I get have, horrified no, about. The other the thing is, I think that it's related to hormones. I think that men don't have the proper makeup of hormones. Well, that's why I'm wondering on. if, like, well, the transgender, transgender person, folks. if they're taking the hormones, is it they're missing the, the mechanics of it. Okay. They might have the chemicals to do well, it, but the mechanics. Then why do we have nipples? <laughs> this just goes back to the whole point. Evolution. There's just well, no you, reason okay. for them to be there? No, there is. <laughs> there is, actually. The thing, the part, what? one of the reasons why is because in utero, <laughs> we're all the same. Until, like... You're so then, in theory, the basis for the gland could be there. So why aren't the, the ducks basis there? is, but the actual well, development like, of it is like in utero, a male baby gets bathed in testosterone, and that's what creates the scrotum and the penis. And uh, <laughs> it is, it is, it's yeah. a bath of testosterone, a constant Just imagine bath. Imagine somebody channel surfing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about uh, <laughs> scrotum. Um, let me stop. I heard scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you for joining us. So. That that's what makes the difference. That was is what would stop the milk duct from developing. Again, but then why did the nipple just wash over? It just, it just shouldn't be there. <laughs> Do you it have a, very Have you ever seen a breast without a nipple? I've seen extra nipples. Oh, that's true. That's not the same. It's that's just not the question. Evolution. It's okay. Just, they're I just, there. It just seems like it shouldn't be there. Well, well, cut yours off, and there you go. Oh, ouch! <laughs> I'm just I'm trying to figure out what the logical explanation is to why they're there. There isn't a logical explanation. That's what I'm getting at. Yeah. <laughs> okay, here it is. There you she goes. <laughs> All right. It's the hormone androgen that prevents it from happening for men. Can you Google why However, do men? However, 
Um, Why do men have nipples? See, there's a website there's, for this. Exactly. <laughs> and by the way, Thank I did not Google. Thank you the people at exn.ca. You are I will tell you, saving I use ask.com, not Google. Okay. Nipples allow female mapples, mammals, mammals, <laughs> mammals to nurse their offspring. Mammary glands radiate from the nipple like a series of tubes. During pregnancy and after the birth of a baby, they become active and produce milk. So naturally, it makes sense that women should have nipples to secrete this milk. But why would men have nipples? Human beings, like all mammals, follow a similar developmental path regardless of their sex. That's what I was trying to say. In fact, the default sex of humans in early development is female. It's only the production of the male hormone testosterone that turns a fetus into a male. See, if you were listening to me, this is what I was trying to tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, but you didn't say it in the same expert way well, that this Dr. Heddle. I'm not Dr. John Heddle. Up until puberty, according to Dr. John Heddle, up until puberty, men have essentially as much mammary tissue as females. That's when the female hormone estrogen leads to further mammary gland development and enlargement of the breast that will allow the production of milk. In males, the hormone, and androgen, the hormone androgen prevents this from happening. So is it possible for men to lactate? Absolutely. Ha! If See? a man has... <laughs> See? But wait, it's saying why. If a man has a hormone imbalance but, or, or if he is injected with enough estrogen, which is exactly men can also further at. develop their mammary glands and produce milk, but probably not enough to nurse a well, newborn. Okay, fine, but they could produce milk. So I, so I would just like to point out... There you go. That my original yes, they hypothesis... Could, but it requires... I th- I, it requires both right, the, but if the, female, the mechanics and the juice. To female... A fe- Perhaps, yes. So a male to female transgender individual who's could who's being who's having estrogen injections. Right. Could maybe not enough to feed a baby. But, I think but, that but if they had milk. enough early enough in life that they might be even have a better chance. So it, for the, everyone the, out there who's planning the closer having to children puberty who are eventually going to grow up to be Male to female, transgender, start giving a message now, and there's a good chance that down the road, <laughs> the there you go. I think that's I think that's what we really learned complete. out of this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a, it's a path for parents. So that men here's do why have, here's oh, okay. why men still have them, even though they don't really need them. Oh, okay. Still wondering why men should have something they don't actually need? According to Heddle, don't go looking to evolution for an ha. answer. Oh. Wait, wait, this is why oh. evolution. He says. <laughs> Tends to favor only those characteristics that we actually need. As for things that we don't need, evolution doesn't really care one way or the other unless it requires additional energy to maintain or threaten us in some way. Or threaten us. That it requires additional energy to maintain. (laughs) (laughs) I can attest. So the male nipple is just one of those things that has ornamental value and not much of anything else. Kind of like. I think ornamental. It depends on what's hanging from them. And this is a very gay side. Comment on here, kind of like cufflinks. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think whoever authored this website, Ooh, I suspect maybe is gay because if you scroll up, you can see this picture is of this this rather interesting male chest, yes. which it implies like of all the pictures you could have picked. Although his nipple seems a little strange, he has a very erect. Well, rub it with ice or something first. Nipple. They want but you to be able to see the nipple. Right. It, it's a on. whole page about okay. nipples. <laughs> anyway. So that's that answer. I feel better. I, I feel totally educated, even oh, though yeah. I 
pretty much knew all of that. I think we should be getting under it. That is what we do. <laughs> can we? Do we qualify? I'm looking, what, I'm looking to people out in the underwriting? lobby. Can yes. we get? Can we get underwriting now from? I think we might be from able the, to. the public education I mean, fund or the maybe. corporation for public broadcasting. We're talking about fathers. I think we should totally be able to get boys. funding from the corporation yeah, for public broadcasting. Exactly. We're providing more education in the last fifteen minutes than we have all year. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just had to come back and help us you get do. some underwriting from yes. the corporation for public broadcasting. We're ready to go. And there's an entire club for men who breastfeed. See, I feel so much better now. Wow. What? Is it really? stumbled upon a website. If you Google uh, fathers who breastfeed. It's unassistedchildbirth.com. Oh. So, so they're just saying. I don't, I don't, we're not going to look into how that works. So what's on the agenda no. for the show today? <laughs> we're going to talk about it. boobs. That's really, really. We thought we'd talk about boobs. Everybody's going to show their boobs. Okay. Yeah, I noticed that when she... What, what, there was so that. She's, it's only safe for a minute, though. It's boob free. Really? It oh, was. Yeah, it was one that boob. Happens. Really? One there. boob, diaper change, other boob. That's Real? the There's pattern. A procedure really? To this? I, I didn't know no that. Idea. Are there websites that you guys go to find and this books, stuff out? And books and yeah. It's also just the pattern we had to take. We child. had to take a class. So the kid just knows, like, okay, I'm bobbing my head over to the other side now. This is my way of telling you I'm ready to move on to the next well, one. Well, the kid knows when the milk's like starting to run dry. Okay. And they're still hungry. Oh. The other thing is that you might not know about breastfeeding is that it's actually an exchange. It's a two-way street. The baby is telling Danielle's body right now how much milk to make. Really? Yes. Now, how does it tell him? Well, it's a hormone, sense of smell, pheromone thing. Oh, really? Yes. Saying, okay, I need another gallon by 9 o'clock tonight. Start making this much or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like OPEC. (laughs) Exactly. Except Daniel doesn't charge nearly as much. <laughs> okay. But, but she should. She should, because it is like liquid gold. What's it coming is. out of her? Mm-hmm. Breast milk's the best. Exactly. And I, I was well, breastfed. There you go. I do know that. Wow. Now, how did you know that? Well, I don't know if that's a ringing I, I endorsement I don't, I don't, for breast <laughs> <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys might be changing your minds now. Uh, yeah, I, I think I we know. should stop and get some random, Similac on the way home. <laughs> random factoid that I learned. I also... Did, did you, you just ask your mom? Like, or did you... No, I, she, I don't... You know, that's a good question. I don't really know how these... I also found out how... Like, what was going on when I was brought into the world. Like, what instigated the oh, the, the fertilization the, yes, or yes. the oh and that wasn't something i asked i can promise you that neither one of those factoids was ever brought up in my inquisitive brain. i think i'd wow. rather know about the breastfeeding than what was taking place when i was conceived. see i know what actually happened i don't want to know Dan. when you were conceived when you were conceived yeah, yeah it was i know what accident. happened too my parents were having sex <laughs> yeah. right yeah. well i mean but i got like the details of, of what the event was what the lights were faded and there was some berry white on the <laughs> it was, it was uh, a <laughs> can't get enough no, I, I'm not going to go into details because, again, we don't need to have a therapist here. Next well, surely week, the so. next time we meet your mom, we'd want to be able to picture So tell when me. It was <laughs> all I, I, the details that I know <laughs> are that it was a, it had to do with like a 4th of July thing. Oh. And there was some event that they were at and they got, you know, liquored up at the event and came back and so my other siblings you know, were, <laughs> were being taken care of elsewhere and they, you know... Oh. Barged on into the family room and, and uh, had their own little fireworks right in front of the fireplace is what I was told. Wow. I was told there was wine, a fireplace, I... and the kids were being taken care of by the godparents, and that was wow. those. And I think it, I'm wow. almost positive it had something to do with the Fourth of July. 
So, Dan, would you like to share your... Mine wasn't as detailed as that. <laughs> because I was... Well, see, the situation is that I have, like... Uh, my older siblings are, like, a, like nine months to a year apart. And then I come along six months later. Mm-hmm. And then my younger sister comes along three years... Or, excuse me, I come along six years later. Then my other sister comes along three years later. And so I always tease my mom about the fact that we were we were accidents. <gasps> oh, no, you were well-planned. We, I was like, uh-uh, no. You, I, why would you have a six, me six years later? Like, right. That was my... I was yeah. thought, seven oh, years later. I was, I was an oops. absolute <laughs> accident. My parents actually admitted it. Oh, they told me straight up. Yes, you were not planned. Wow. We did not intend on having you having another child. We thought we were finished. Oh, you're the youngest. Yes. Ah. But whatever. They were like, eh, it wasn't. It didn't suck to find out we were pregnant. You know, yeah, right, like right, it right. was okay. <laughs> right. Right. But we were not. My mom said when. My dad was married twice, and he had four kids with his first wife, and then he married my mom, and she told me when she she had always thought when she was growing up that when she got married, she wanted to have four kids. Well, of the children that my mom had, I was number five. Oh. So. <laughs> wow. Wow. She was like, but it was, I'm serious. I'm not mad about it. Like, she, <laughs> you know, yeah, she yeah, doesn't. Yeah. Oh, well, my mom was kind of like, oh, and you've been a blessing ever since. But I was like, mm-hmm. But you I, were not yeah. expecting me whatsoever. I was this the was... youngest, so it was my older sister, or my older brother and sister's joy in telling me my entire life that I was the accident. The thing my is, though, what's life? the big oh, deal? Wow. That's what I've always like. So what? You were an accident. Well, no, no, no. But then, but, oh, yeah. Exa- I, right, I, I see, that's exactly really it. Cared. My parents, well, yeah, you weren't planned. I mean, but we, I still How had many a good pregnancies life. are? Uh, the first three were. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> what I'm saying, but like, yeah. but in, yeah. you're married, your parents were married, and their goal was to right. being the good Catholics right. that they are. Oh, hello. My right. favorite is my, uh, my friend who all, he's, there's three kids in the family, three boys, all of them. Were oops. One of them was a condom broke. One of them was the birth control pill didn't work, and another one is the the C section didn't kick in. So oh, all of them no. were the like C section didn't kick in. The the bisectomy. But yeah, now, all three of them were like total now were you violations like, to- of birth control. Wow. <laughs> now were you? To- yeah. <laughs> now were you like wanted by the other children? The side of them by your siblings. Yeah. Were you wanted? I was. Well, I wasn't. The thing yeah, is, is that my sister for the lo- for the longest time was the only girl. Oh. Of nine kids, so or of eight kids, there were seven boys and her, and when my old the brother that's the next oldest for me was born she was hoping and hoping for a girl and it was another boy and she was just distraught like she was like nine at the time i think and she was just unconsolable inconsolable well by the time four years later when i was born she had sort of gotten accustomed to this being the only girl thing there are perks that's right apparently to being Mm -hmm. the only girl and a family full of boys. And so when I was born and I was a girl, she was also inconsolable. Because you ruined everything. Because I ruined everything. <laughs> but I do think I was wanted by my siblings. I think that, that in general, mm-hmm. that was the thought. But Yeah, just recently, they've, they started, my siblings have told me that, no, we really didn't want you. You were like one of those, like, why in the world is this, why is this happening in our family? And, da, 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 da. and we don't need another kid. And then something hit it, um, hit, like, my brothers and sisters was like, wait a minute. 
in two years, this means babysitting money. <laughs> suddenly, that's and then what... You then you no, were all very important. My parents were not nice enough to give the babysitting money. It oh. was just the babysitting expectation. Ah, gotcha. So, gotcha. I think it was just renewed bitterness. Yes. Well, and I think the other thing is I was a very big kid when I came home. So it was one of those like... What, I mean, did you come out of fifth grader? Well, <laughs> almost. Almost. I was 11 pounds. Wow. Yeah, Holy cow, so, you did come yeah, out of fifth yeah. grader. Danielle just fainted. <laughs> <laughs> we were actually planning to have a large baby. Oh, we yeah. thought we oh, would wow. have... Well, we figured we would. Baby birth weight follows the birth weight of the mother, generally. It's okay. a genetic thing. It's sort of biological survival. Like it couldn't, it wouldn't necessarily follow follow that of the father because you know you get this like six five, three hundred pound guy married to a five one ninety pound woman and you know it follows his birth weight. But it was right? shoe size too. I have no, I have never heard okay, that. Okay, I heard something like, and I don't know if it's true or not, that the size of a woman's like her shoe size will also help you tell what the largest baby I've she heard, could yes, carry. Yes, I did hear that, too. Hmm. Absolutely. So. I've heard that. One of the midwives. I have a size 10. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well, so does Danielle also. And Danielle was over eight pounds. She was almost nine pounds when she was born. Okay. So we were spe- expecting a baby on the large side of average. Okay. But Charlotte took threw us for a loop and came out on the small side of average. Gotcha. But that's okay. 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 Yeah. She's small, but she's mighty. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably. You've probably heard her a few times. Her More than H-E-A-R-D. once. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Dang. Well, that's been a pleasant conversation. Are we set up to take a break? Um, I don't I don't think he okay. uh, knows our, our well, uh, break. Uh, we'll, we'll just do a little brief station like, ID oh. and just say that you're listening to WCBN. We can do a station ID. Yeah, can do, do us, can you do a station ID for us? He That'd be great. He is letting for that, so we're okay there. <laughs> What's up with all the clothes in the parking lot? Seriously. Sorry, I must have dropped them. Dan, you can't take your clothes off until we're in the studio. Yeah, we do the show semi-live and semi-nude, not the parking lot. See, I just like to think of Wednesday as naked day. Me too. I have a hard time putting clothes on at all. Actually, naked time is only from 6 to 7, not all day. At least wear a feather boa the rest of the time, Dan. Speaking of 6 to 7, it's almost time. Crud, we have to hurry. See, I am ready to go, and you fools have to strip still. Well, I'm wearing my easy-release stripper clothes. Ta-da! All right, y'all, let's start the show. It's 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Time for Closets Are for Clothes on WCBN-FM, Ann Arbor. The next hour is going to be bursting with news, reviews, and interviews for the TBLG community, our friends, families, and allies. And we are your hosts, the cool kids. Dan. Meredith. Christy. And Greg. Thanks for joining us. Let's go. Wow. Oh. Not a good thing. Not a good thing at Not all. Thing. Well, that was a good thing. But well, that was we're going to talk. I mean, that was good. Welcome back. But what we're talking about now is not good. To the second half of Closets Are For Clothes. Yes. And I think I should if you go to the website. Oh, What's okay. the website I'm going to? Go to uh, TRI. If you okay. go to Triangle's website, which is TRI.org, which, by the way, you can sign up for our mailing list or make a donation. <laughs> and you can also find out about our Camping Out program. Camping Out, brought to you by the Triangle Foundation. Yes, and they just changed the date of that. It was going to be in uh, August. We did, and I have postcards for you guys. Oh, he comes bearing gifts. 
Dun, dun, dun. Gifts. Well, I try to always compare and gifts. And if you click on the Take Action button there, and this is for anybody who listens at home as to how you can read some of our previous action alerts, and you scroll down to the bottom. Yeah. Keep scrolling, keep scrolling. And click on the Stop Anti-Gay Adoption Bills Now. This talks about there was two bills, HB 5908 and 5909, which would allow adoption agencies to officially deny placement of children with parents of minorities or anyone they have a, quote, moral objection to. So basically it's allowing these adoption agencies to discriminate. It's saying, okay, so if you don't like this family for any reason, there's no legal protection for them now. You can just choose to discriminate against them. So it can be on racial grounds, it can be on sexual orientation grounds, it could be on religious. You could say, oh, I don't like this family because they practice, you know... Veganism. Right, veganism. Gotcha. Or because they're Wiccan, or because they're Christians, or right. for whatever reasons you want. Right. So I'm not going to allow them to adopt. So it's essentially allowing discrimination. Uh, wow. That's great. <laughs> so if you would like to... And it's, but I it's, can see the flip side of that, of being that if you wanted to have have it go to a family that's very similar to your own... Right. No, 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 no. This is on the agencies part. So these are agencies like that receive government A lot funding. of ado- adoptions go through places like Catholic Social Services right. and Lutheran Social Services. Oh, so it's not the it's family. It's giving them an out. Family. It's not right. the family the or even the adopted, the kid, the adoptee. Right. Okay. It's the agency that's placing that kid saying, oh, no. Right. Uh, so we disagree uh, with you. government subsidies to uh, help okay. run their program. So we would gotcha. be funding discrimination. Gotcha. And almost every adoption agency is not really run by the government. I mean, they're all agencies. Right, right. So this would allow them to do that. So in a, I think there's a lot of theory about whether... I think this was in a preemptive to second-parent adoption because second-parent adoption has been getting a lot of momentum. So even if we got second-parent adoption, this would sort of trump it because it's basically saying, well, who cares? Because now we can just ignore your family anyway. Uh, right. So okay. this is really, really, really dangerous. It's really ha- hateful. It's not just the gay and lesbian, bisexual, transgender issue. This is a race issue. This is a religious issue. This is mm-hmm. bad for yeah. everyone. So so please make sure that you are acting against it. You can send a letter to the committee and to your um, to the House Committee on Family and Children's Services, who was going to have a hearing on it today at two o'clock, but they canceled. So they're going to reschedule within the next couple of weeks. They're going to have a meeting about it, and if it gets out of committee, it has some momentum. So we want to make sure that it gets stopped in committee. Got it. So if you go to Triangle's website, which is tri.org, for free, and then the letter's already written. So all you have to do is fill out this, your contact information. It sends a letter on your behalf to the legislators. So again, tri.org. There's a button on the right that says Take Action. Action, click on that, and then scroll down, and you'll see a link. So why did why did they cancel it too? Did they just because they had too much publicity? No, I, I don't the, think it had anything to do with the bill. I mean, the, the oh, committee okay. meetings get you know rescheduled and canceled all the time, and we actually have it's a very the Wednesday lazy, before Memorial Day. Yeah, th- I want to go like home. The I got one more day session. Uh, legislators, mm-hmm, really some do. of them. Yeah, there's some of they them. spend less time in their office than like right. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's, and oh. it, and yeah, and I, well, let's just talk about the adoption issue for a second because you know I really, I really struggle with the uh, you can't adopt, you can't adopt. Like there are so many waiting children who have no families yes. who are stuck in foster care, stuck in a system that provides marginal care for them. Right. That and we're saying there to people who are willing to adopt them, you can't do it. Right. Because of this reason or that reason. So who's suffering? 
Right. The kids continued to suffer. It's just like what we've talked about in the past about with abortion stuff. States that tend to have the most restrictive abortion laws have the worst record record when it comes to family support. It's sort of the same thing. States that are places that are going to have restrictive adoption laws are leaving children behind. And isn't that exactly what that knucklehead in Washington wants us to not do right. is leave children behind. Right, right. But it's just very frustrating to me. And and I really, you know, because eventually, actually, I think Danielle and I plan to or hope to adopt some kids. And I think that it's going to be, it's looking increasingly hard for us to do that. Right, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, this bill would, would make that so challenging. And if the second parent adoption bill doesn't pass and that, you know, and it's already to challenging need, to adopt a child. You don't exactly. need another set of obstacles. Right. It's, exactly. You have to work hard to do it. Right. Which is, I'm, I support. Which is, you should have to work hard right. to do it. Right. You should have to, yeah. You know, you don't need another reason to deter people from doing it who mm-hmm. might be afraid. What is this person going to think of me and what, you know. So, right. Right. It's yeah. It's upsetting. And, and I, yeah, definitely. I think there should be definitely a critical eye take a look to make sure if you would be an appropriate parent for mm-hmm. sure. But I guess the other thing too is that how many parents are out there that are not appropriate as it is, and right? And can just have a baby, right? Well, right. and I think Christy's right is that if we're if we're going to become a state that outlaws abortion, and you're going to say to women, fine, either keep the child or you give it up for adoption. Then what are we going to do with all these kids at some point? Like we're going right. to reach, yeah, we're going to have to have orphanages again mm-hmm. because there's only so many foster care families and foster oh, care. Oh, that's what the prison is, system's for. Right, exactly. And foster care is a nightmare. I mean, yeah. it's it's a it's a faulty system. I mean, granted, some kids do great, but. Most right. of the time, people who have foster children have five or six foster children along with their own five or six kids. And, you right. know, those kids are not getting... And not that I come from a large family, so I'm not knocking large families. I'm just saying it's a, it's a, it's a whole well, other ball of wax. But I would think that you're feeling already unloved because your family gave you right. up. And then to be in a large family or in a large group where you're not getting any that much attention as it is, mm-hmm. it can be really quite traumatic, I would think. you know. And, and then I, if you're different from any of those... Being gay, lesbian, bisexual, right. transgender, then then it puts you into even more lonely. Right, and the foster know. care system is also a breeding ground for criminal behavior. Just, I mean, why is that? Well, because the kids are neglected, and they a lot of kids end up being neglected. They um, have a harder time in school. They feel ne- like like you were saying, unloved, mm-hmm. unpaid attention to, and those are just sort of precursors to you know acting out when you're in that situation is a precursor to criminal behavior gotcha and so a, a statistic that a friend of mine who works in adoption adoption has often said is that the majority of waiting children which is what a, an older child who's waiting to be adopted is called are like 9 10 11 year old black boys oh man so what does that tell us about what's going on yeah. in our culture you know yeah. that I mean that's a huge message, and we huge, yeah. It's so, yeah, yeah. If you uh, are interested, by the way, in getting some information on this as you're as you're listening to us talk about it, there's a coalition for adoption rights equalities care, and their website is secondparentadoption.org. They have a lot of information. The bill is, I think it's five three, yeah, it's five three nine nine. It's House Bill five three nine nine. It hasn't even left committee. It needs to get out of committee. I think it's in the Judiciary Committee. Oddly enough, it's some ridiculous committee like that. Um, double checking here. Yeah. It needs to get out of the committee before it can even get voted on. So 
please help them out. Go to their website, secondparentadoption.org. They can take uh, donations, or they are going to be at a number of the Pride events taking place. I know they're going to be at Motor City Pride. They're going to be at Grand Rapids Pride, and I think they're going to be at Michigan Pride. So if you see them, let them know. The sponsor of it is Paul Cordino, and he definitely needs some support. But we need letters to the editor about this. We really need letters to the people that are sitting on the committee that are holding it up. So go to their website, secondparentadoption.org. Find out about it. Get the list of legislators that need it. Or you can also go to Triangle's website, which is tri.org, and you can send a letter directly to the... um, uh, the committee members that are holding it up right now. So, fifty three ninety nine is a bill that we want to uh, we want to have yes. um, go through because fifty three ninety nine oh. is the one that allows second parent adoption. I okay. know it's all these numbers are like, right. and they always start with fives. They're stupid. Okay. Right. Well, I guess that's that's where I'm getting confused. Is that we talked about a bill earlier that's that was bad. that was bad, and now we're talking about a bill that's good. And so I'm trying to determine which, and they're both in judiciary. One of them is in the family. In Child Services Committee, and the five three nine nine. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's in the, the House Judiciary Committee. Okay. Why that is? Okay. I'm not really sure, to be honest. Why one's in the Family and Child Services, and the other? Oh, I know why. Actually, that I think about it because it has to do with judicial process. Because adoptions are judicial process. Ah, right. Adoption agencies are Our child services. And, that okay. makes perfect sense to me. Now. Uh, it's all coming back to well, me and now. it also maybe have to be who's on those committees and uh, are they right or left and uh, being able to. It's Van Rigamorder is the chair of that committee, and Van Rigamorder is oh, which that committee of the um, judicial committee, which, the committee that's okay. only up. And the committee chair has to allow it to be brought up to the committee before they can even get it out of committee. Okay. So, so you, basically, this process has is, is gone pretty. I mean, I guess we're, I'm thinking of a Saturday morning. You know, if I, I, you know, I'm only a bill, but um, <laughs> I mean, so I'm basically, just a bill. <laughs> so basically, some, so the a care has already gone to. Um, well, who was the good guy that uh, Paul Cordino? Cordino, yes, yep. uh, to represent Cordino and put it in. So, and he's put it on the docket to be able to take to take a look at. And right, and the, has a long list of sponsors. And there's and a the lot of sponsors. Has not. And the chair of the judiciary committee is holding it up. And, got ne- it. and, then, and then the committee needs to push it through. They have to have a hearing. They have to have a hearing and push it through, and then it gets to be voted on by the House, and then it has to go over to the Senate, and the same process has to happen over in the Senate. Gotcha. And if it waits too much longer, it just dies for this year, and we have to start the process all over again next year. Wow. Which is what's happened with the amendment to Elliot Larson for the last, like, 12 years. We've never been able to get out of Gotcha. Committee. Gotcha. Gone anywhere. Wow. Now, I had heard, like, a couple of weeks ago, or maybe it was, um, that there was, the, that the Congress had tried to That's talk about, right. yeah, talk about, uh, secretly, um, Talk about the federal marriage amendment. Okay. Right, and try to do it secretly. I, I was surprised by that. So, does anybody know like what happened with that? They are set to vote on it on June fifth, I believe. Mm-hmm. So it's already gone to committee. It's been released from committee. It's already mm-hmm. had the hearings. Mm-hmm. And so, what had happened a week ago? They tried to vote on it quietly, and well, kind they, of they brought it up very. Wasn't that they did it quietly? Okay. Because it's public hearings. It's, I mean, it, you know, it was on C-SPAN. It was just, it was very quick. I mean, nobody saw it coming. Usually there's a lot of We're going to do this, and, and right. this is when the meeting is scheduled for, and here's what. It uh, sounds like um, uh, the Republicans are really worried about losing their seats. And, and they really feel like this is an issue they can win on. Right. Gotcha. So they're bringing so. it up, and they're trying to energize 
the conservative right. So people need to definitely, and there's tons of websites. I mean, HRC, the task force, mm-hmm. um, even a lot of cabinet Republicans I saw today releasing theirs. Everyone's got letters Something. that you can send in to get that stopped. So go to the task force.org. You can fill out a form there on their marriage action center gotcha. to help tell senators to put HRC a stop to that. has a, like a link you can send to people. That's a little commercial that they did mm-hmm. about why, it's wrong and what the extremists are saying about it. So I love the the task force logo has this like mean looking George Bush. He's like mm, I'm bitter. <laughs> it's just totally and he's looking right at the Capitol building. It's kidding. <laughs> yeah, he's just got this right mm, in his mouth all fur down. Which is often how I envision Bushes. It's like pouting, like mm, I'm moving my sheets. I'm mad at you now. So, but <laughs> yeah, that what it looks like. It's just, mm. anyway, I can just hear. He it looks so. kind of like an orc from. Oh, goodness. That's Lord, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. So My goodness. That website. So go wow. to thetaskforce, all one word, dot org, and you'll see the orc-looking George Bush on the left. And there's also something we've been talking about a couple weeks ago. Um, there's an article in, on here about immigration is and needs to be a gay issue. Right. There's something that we've talked about a lot on here. Um, so you can check that out also. On the and they make a really good point, too, website. is that of the 12 million guest workers that we have, if you do statistically, we have about, that would be like about 500,000 um, uh, LGBT folks. And so we are talking about a significant group of people that are our community already. I mean, we were talking about it last time about how uh, we should be helping the other people kind of thing or do it as a community. But the, it goes, to, I, one of the things that they brought up, uh, what's his name? Mike Foreman? Matt Foreman. Matt Foreman, where he um, was talking about how it is, there's 500,000, uh, if statistically, statistics uh, bear out, there are about 500,000 LGBT folks. Um, and they are, and some of those people are here in, in America or in the United States, and they can't marry or they, they can't, you know, they've already, they're already coupled up. Um, with somebody and they can't marry just because right. we're not because LGBT folks can't um, can't marry. So plus it's also an economic issue and and people I think in this state we tend to say oh well this is a Texas and California and Florida issue but it's not Michigan actually disproportionately to a lot of states has a, a large number of illegal immigrant workers a lot of our tourism industry whether we want to admit it or not are you know, we have a huge agricultural well, industry right, a lot of our farming out yep. in the west side of the state has exactly. a huge immigrant population Ann Arbor has a huge yes. huge Latino right, community. And Dearborn exactly. has a huge Arabic and yes. Middle Eastern community that a, a lot of them are immigrants and not all of them are documented, I'm sure. Just, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. just well, law of averages. Yeah. Well, but I mean, those war-torn um, right. areas of the world. I mean, they're coming here. I mean, we're also talking about, you know, um, you know people from Africa that are coming mm-hmm. here, you know. And so we're, we're, I, even though I'm, I like I heard on the way in, I'm hearing about those Mexicans, but at the <laughs> same time it's it's really not Which just those reminds Mexicans. me i want to say this is my anti-racist white person thing for the day <laughs> i noticed this yesterday when danielle and i went out to eat that i was listening overhearing this conversation I, i'm going to be perfect frank i was eavesdropping and on this these two white women probably mid to late 40s somewhere in there having dinner also at the same place we were and i heard the one of one of them start their sentence with I'm not prejudiced, but, 
And I thought at that exact moment, <laughs> there's no other way to make it perfectly clear. Yeah, I am prejudiced. That you are racist. <laughs> oh, yeah. With what you're oh, about yeah. to say. Like, yes. that's so obvious. Yes. Exactly. That, and I sadly didn't well, hear the next and I thing think she that said. I mean, that's a good point because I, I had this argument with a friend of mine that is c- consistently using the derogatory words, and and he's just like, "Oh, I'm not, pre- I'm not prejudiced at all, or I'm not racist at all." And I'm sitting there like, "Then why do you continue to use those words?" Um, and other folks have told me, "I've uh, justified it, saying, oh, he just does that because he knows it aggravates you.'" But I've never not that's heard not him. That's not okay. Yeah, exactly. That's not a reason to make it okay. Exactly. And I think that that's where I get very frustrated with him, and I constantly am having the conversation with him, is that, you know what, I don't buy it. I don't, I'm not allowing you to get away with it. I, I'm not going to just say, oh, yeah, you're right. You're, you're not really racist, and let you feel better about it. Right. You know, you need to be able to find out what the correct terms are. You need to be able to figure out where your privilege is. Uh, right. Because I think it really does come down to it. In fact, I had a conversation with him just last night um, about where he's frustrated because, you know, people are taking jobs, and he can't find a, he, he doesn't have enough money. And I'm sitting there kind of like, and who are you blaming that on? You blame it on on the decisions you've made in life, or you just, or it's everybody else's cho- right. issues. The stuff that everybody else did. Right, and and so I think it really does feed into. I mean, by using those words, or and I and mm-hmm. I and I had. I mean, we had this conversation about a, a year ago where I had a conversation with somebody who had a poster up that said "sissy" on it, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh no, no, no! I'm I'm totally okay with LGBT folks." And I'm like, "Then why do you have that poster up?" You know, why do you use the, those words? And, and, you know, I, I, I think it's a, it's, it's a, our terminology really does say mm-hmm, a lot about us and what we're thinking. And, um. Yeah. Well, and there, you don't get to say, I'm not prejudiced or I'm not racist and then say or do something racist. You, it, yes. it, you don't get to do that. No, no. Because those two it. things don't exist in the same plane. They just don't. Right. You know, I was watching this stupid television show. I don't even know. They're, all the TV shows that I've watched and, since Charlotte's been born have sort of blended together. <laughs> but there was this one where this prissy white girl was screaming, having an argument with a woman of color. And one of her is, you don't get to call me a racist or something like that. And it's like, you know, you are. You do. Yeah. <laughs> and and yeah. you know, like... Y- I'm a white person. I don't get to decide what racism feels like. Right. I don't get to decide. I do get to decide what my role in perpetuating racism is. I do get to decide what um, what I do to alleviate racism in the world. But right. I don't get to decide that if something I say or do is racist. I can work with all kinds of intention. Right. But I'm going to make mistakes. Yes. And so what I, you know, it's helpful when people, it's not their job, but it's helpful when people of color say, ouch. Yeah. That's not okay. Yeah. Or even other white people tell me. Especially, yes. I love it when other white people do it. You right. know, that's great. Right. But like to see, this is where some people have gotten with their, their like feeling like I'm not racist is that they get to then shout at people of color, which how intimidating is that, well, right? Well, hello, yeah. I'm not racist. You don't get to tell me I'm racist. Well, I know what my choices are. It, but isn't part of racism being able to determine the terminology you're going to be able to use? I mean, to have the power to be able to say over another person whether what they can what they can do or can't do. Well, it's also I mean right. the, the language control with how homophobia. I mean, homophobia puts the place 
on the responsibility of homosexuals. Whereas why why isn't it heterosexism? Why yes. is it that it's our fault that you're? I mean, yes. even the word homophobia seems really ridiculous to me. I'm afraid of homosexuals. I just don't totally. That's not what they're exerting. They're showing a contempt for homosexuals. Well, not showing a fear. Is often based on fear, though. Yeah, but I. Uh, I, I don't know, but but we don't say you know race phobia. I mean, I it, it seems like it's much more heterosexism well, know, to me. Though, it's much more of a mentality of of uh, my way is the only right way, and it's not that I'm afraid of your way. It's that your way is just wrong, and I think that's the attitude that they. Often I think exert. that they. I think that they both exist. I think there's homophobia, and I think there's heterosexism. Just like I think that I mean a lot of racism, at least that I've been able to observe, is based on fear and is based on contempt and contempt simultaneously. And you know, we were um, one of the things that we were talking about yesterday when I said I heard, overheard that woman say that about I'm not prejudiced, but is that she then, in later in her conversation, proceeded to talk about, in particular, Mexicans as though they were savage. Oh. And it was it was definitely oh, about word. a fear of them. Wow. And it was combined and fed by hate, you know, like, or I'm sorry, it led to a hatred, because right. I have to fear them, because they're savage, so I'm going to just not go around, I'm going to hate them. So I think that it's both. I think you're right, that, like, heterosexism... To me, the difference is, is like heterosexism happens on like a bigger group level where individuals have homophobia. Oh, actually, I, I, I think a person individually, I mean, there's two things I wouldn't kind of say is one, we never hear about race phobia or, you know, right. or sex phobia. Um, things like that. So well, because I don't the, think there's language to describe right, that the way not, that there right. is. Like, but we, right, there's not the same language. I and think it's, it's just, been engulfed into what we think of as racism, as opposed right. to having separate words like homophobia or heterosexism. And I think that a lot of people who talk about homophobia and who, are, who we might perceive as being homophobic and who might even identify that way would not necessarily categorize themselves as heterosexist. I don't think that that language makes sense to them. And, and I think it, you're right. That does make mm-hmm. sense because I there was a particular coworker where there was some discussion about whether they were homophobic and I and they were thinking, oh yeah, this person is definitely homophobic. And I spoke up and said, no, I think they're heterosexist. Right. That that's what I was. I, but I, I don't think they're homophobic. Yeah. Okay. It, it, to say that it's it's a worldview. It's not a. It's yes. like okay. as an individual, you can be heterosexist, but it's a different worldview. Like, oh, I don't. I'm not afraid of gay right. people or I don't have contempt for them but I live my life thinking that straight is the normal way to be yes. and I assume right. everyone is straight and that's not necessarily um, mean right. n- like malicious no. it's just but it can be but for they some certainly people. took it that way because then they thought right. that I said that about them and they wrote this nasty email to me saying how dare you say that I'm afraid of you you know I'm not afraid of you yada 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 but yet I was still not allowed to be around their child because right. I was gay. I couldn't discuss religion with them unless it was about being straight in a religion. And I was like, wait a minute, that that's to right. me still a heterosexist view. I never said that you were afraid of me. I just said that you but come I from a different... But I would say that the not wanting you to be around their child is about fear. No, it, well, okay, maybe a fear that the child would grow up to be like me, yeah. but, I think what it, but I think part of it was... Um, they want to show an example of to their child of what to be rather than what not to be because there's so many examples that they have in their life right now of what not to be that they want to say this is what you should aim for. And so me being in that life was something that they didn't want their child to aim for. 
Yeah. I'd, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Totally bringing it circle to something we were talking about earlier. Uh-oh. About cool. uh, immigration. Oh, oh okay. About boobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Breastfeeding. By the way, now that we're uh, <laughs> talking about racism, I want to mention some breasts real quick. Um, if you're interested in finding out more information on GLBT immigration rights, there's an, a wonderful organization oh, yeah. called Immigration Equality. Yes. And if you go to immigrationequality.org, again, that website, immigrationequality.org, they've got a lot of information talking about GLBT immigration equality. And the National Gay and Lesbian Task Force website, which has an article on it right now, once again, thetaskforce.org, has uh, some wonderful comments from uh, Matt Foreman, the executive director of the task force, and also a a fun fan of Michigan who likes to come here as often as he can. I did not know that. He is. He's a huge fan of uh, Michigan. It's one of his favorite states to visit. Oh, wow. Fairly frequently. We like to see him as often as we can. Michigan is great. It is. He's going to be uh, here... I think uh, in August okay. he's going to be back in town. Well, if you gonna... have connections, you should get him on our show. I suspect that would be... I talked to his um, assistant, and I talk fairly frequently, and I talked to him uh, okay. email with Matt somewhat often. Okay. Um, but yeah. But I we also had people from Immigration Equality on the show we a have few right, times. Right, right. So yeah, we have. I think his name was Jeff. Right? I don't know. Yes, it was. Yes, it was Jeff. So, yeah, so. I can tell you that Matt's assistant's Chris. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice how guys in New York. Anybody want to you know, give him a call? Uh, can I also be selfless or selfless? No, selfish. That was the word I was Oh, about. okay. Selfless. <laughs> like, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. That's the Greg we know. And just plug that next weekend, because I'm not going to be here next Wednesday, unfortunately. Oh. I know. You oh. saw me, but you won't see me he next He comes Wednesday. and goes. That's right. I have a, a pre-Pride party I have to be at. Uh, but speaking of Pride, next month is the big Pride hoorah. It is. And it the, is. the uh, Motor City Pride, which we're expecting over 40,000 people, the largest Pride in the state of Michigan, is going to be happening the first weekend in June. And I just wanted to remind people of when those events were, if I may, real quick. That's then. not selfish. It, it seems selfish. It's well, not. he works for one of the right. organizations. Right, I work for one of the organizations. The, the, I work for the, the organization. What are you so. getting... Compensating? No, I'm not getting compensated for plugging this. And we actually, many people don't know this, but Triangle breaks even on that event. It's not an event that is really profited off. Well, then you guys are spending too much money on the thing then. Uh, yeah, but you know it wouldn't be as much fun for you back guys up off all the that, rainbow so. balloons oh, there you go <laughs> you know and each year it gets bigger each year the, the you know that's the, our point well, the, but, the, but we have to you know with every year like four, 5,000 more people uh, show up so we, this year we, the, we so added we more area balloon? we added more area we uh, have a larger beer garden this year every year it gets to be yeah, bigger yeah that beer garden looked like a person jail prison it's zoo gonna be it's gonna be year. it's gonna be a lot it's it's going to be pretty awesome this year. But I want to let you guys know the events that are going to happen. We're starting with a tea dance. Oh, wow. You should think you would like the tea dance. Yeah, I, I do. I do like the tea dance. Tea yeah. <laughs> That's going to be happening at the Whitney, which is this really beautiful oh, facility in, on Woodward in I've uh, been Detroit. That's at 6 o'clock on Friday, June 2nd. Again, that's 6 o'clock, Friday, June 2nd at the Whitney. It's called the Tea Dance at the Whitney. And then Saturday, we've got... Three exciting events on Saturday. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. At 11 o'clock at the Ferndale City Hall, we have the Motor City Pride Commitment Ceremony led by the uh, Reverend Mark Bidwell, who actually has gotten some interesting pressure about that this year. He's gotten a lot of email attacks on it, which was talking really? about it. Yeah, which was an article about that in between the lines that I've been reading over some of these emails that he's been getting. And it's, it's Interesting. Yeah, so it's going to, but it, the commitment ceremony is on. He's really excited about it. You know, we're going to make sure that it's safe. So check that out. 
Ferndale City Hall, 11 o'clock on Saturday, June 3rd. Um, show up and just be a witness if you're not getting married. Show up to be a witness, exactly. There's also a movie event. We're going to be showing Peter Page, who many of us remember from Queer as Folk. So Peter Page from Queer as Folk wrote, directed, and starred in this movie. It's called Say Uncle. It's really rather funny. I just saw it uh, this past weekend. It's really cute. It's about... He uh, he has this godson that he's very, very close to, and his godson, unfortunately, has to move away, and so he tries to, like, fill the spot that this child's, you know, the void that's left by this child leaving, and, and he's really good with kids, and this gay guy going around and trying to hang out with kids is sort of seen in the wrong light, and it's really, really rather comical. So it's this dark comedy. It was written and directed by Peter Page from Queer as Folk, and that's going to be at the Main Art Theater again, Saturday, June 3rd. That's starting at 7.30 p.m., and then there's a party after that at Backstreet, and then, of course, the big street festival is going to be all day, Sunday, downtown Ferndale, Motor City Pride, you and 40,000 of your closest friends. You wow. say all day, really what time though? It's actually going to be from noon to 7 p.m. That's close to all day. That's, That's close to all day. Close I all will day. be there from 7 a.m. Yes. until about 11 p.m. Yes. So for me, it's all day. It's and my boyfriend deal. will be there. Woo! So oh. you're going to be Greg's boyfriend. So you get to meet, he'll be working at the Home and Garden booth from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Oh, that's good to know. But he's also going to be at the other parts hanging out. He'll be at the Triangle booth as well. Oh, okay. So. Great. All right. Well, it's been great. I mean, to have Greg from, back. And, and the, the breasts. And, and the breasts conversation. And the immigration. Thank you, Charlotte and Danielle. We're immigrating breasts exactly. to pride. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. The this show. <laughs> All right. So they, I'll see Christy and Meredith next week. And uh, we'll hopefully see you next week, too. Thanks for tuning into Closets Are Foreclosed on WCBN-FM 88.3 Radio Free Ann Arbor. You can contact us by calling 734-763-3500. That's 763-3500. Or you can write us here at the station at 530-SAB, Ann Arbor, Michigan, 48109. Or... At our Ipsy office, you can reach us at P.O. Box 980070, Ypsilanti, Michigan, 48198. The views and opinions expressed on Closets Are For Clothes are solely those of their speakers and are not the opinions of WCBN or our licensees, the regents of the University of Michigan. For Dan Burns, I'm Christy Cardinal. See you at the same time, same place, next week, Wednesday from 6 to 7. Peace.